0: Well, um, sometimes we have to be flexible on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. And. Holly and I had a little uh, conversation during that Dirt Alert update. We were going to talk about something completely different. We were going to talk about celebrities and age gaps and dating. We'll do that a different time. Don't worry about it. Maybe tomorrow. If that floated your boat, fine. We'll get to it. Yeah. But right now, we got distracted by a shiny object, to be perfectly honest. And that shiny object was Holly's assertion that certain actors are, quote, too hot. Too hot. And my
2: inability to understand exactly what that actually means. (laughs) So we were talking about a story. So let's go back to Mm -hmm. a few minutes ago. Lead story this afternoon on all the trades is that Shonda Rhimes signed an extension for her deal with Netflix. So she signed that deal back in 2017 for a lot of money, and it covers Shonda Rhimes, her production company, Shonda Land, her producing, all this kind of stuff. So it's gonna cover films, gaming, virtual reality, branding, merchandising, live events, experiences, podcasts, you name it. This deal has it covered. This is awesome. It's awesome for Shonda Land fans. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes herself, congratulations. Now, there's going to be an experiential live event. That is rooted in Shondaland. They've already started developing a Bridgerton experiential event that's going to be happening in the UK. It's a partnership with a company called Secret Cinema. That's going to be launching in November. Okay. Which, to my point, I'm like, well, no, I don't want to go to a Bridgerton experiential event. But what I am saying is that it's probably going to be horny. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Because that's why you watch Bridgerton, anyway. Yeah, like uh, you didn't watch it. I I, I mean, okay, sure, you can make a a a case to say that you watch Bridgerton because you love the storylines, but you didn't. didn't. You didn't. You watched it for three words: Regé Jean
0: Page. Yeah, and
2: then I was like,
0: well, he's just too
2: hot. He's
0: too okay. hot. And that's where the record scratch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that you I I've heard you say that. I feel like you said that earlier even today about another celebrity that we were talking about. And you you've said that in the past about yeah. many people that is person too, is too hot. You said it about hot.
2: Patrick Dempsey. It's awkward. It's too
0: hot. I don't understand. Oh, so give we said it, it
2: about John Stamos yesterday or the day before. That's what it was. He's That's too, what it was. He's too good-looking, Colleen. That
0: John is Stamos is too good-looking. Just good-looking good looking enough. Also, okay, I have another thought about that, but but first of all explain what people explain what you mean by that. Explain to people what you mean by Too
2: hot. It's like these people went through the hot machine and they came out looking physically perfect and it makes me uncomfortable and it's off putting in as much as I don't fantasize or I don't think it's like, okay, I can look at somebody like that and say they're objectively hot. But I don't want to be around them because it's going to make me uncomfortable. Okay. So I don't, I'm not thinking of myself nuzzling Patrick Dempsey's uh, collarbone I and, am. and getting a whiff. I don't want that. Oh. It, ma- it's a, it is unsettling. Okay.
0: I want to honor that in you, but also tell you how I handle that. Okay. So I have a strategy for handling that.
2: I mean, is it no gosh no holly we went a
0: fully (laughs) different direction my strategy for handling that person who is like so perfect is to think about the one hidden thing that they have that is just super not flattering right like maybe they have excessive toe jam perhaps they have a belly button that gives off a funky smell or you know what i'm saying like there's and that—that that I occupy myself with that sort of thought of like, what is the thing about that person that makes them imperfect? Right, because we all have imperfections. Well, sure,
2: I, yes. and that
0: humanizes them, and that makes me feel like I could nuzzle their collarbone.
2: Yeah, I understand. It's like you know, beautiful women who are uncomfortably beautiful, but then you pan down and they've got a hammer toe. That's what I'm talking about. they've been wearing sandals and high heels. For decades, and their feet are like, get me out of these things. And then that's the thing that makes you go, oh, we do have something in common. (laughs) Oh look, you just have one thing, and I have so many. (laughs) But it really is like you know when because sometimes Mm -hmm. we objectify celebrities. What and their (laughs) and their looks. (laughs) What I mean, it's kind of part of the deal. Also, another person who was unsettlingly attractive was Elvis. Like he was um, too he was too good looking like when you see a picture of Elvis you're next, talking I think you're talking about one version of I'm Elvis I'm talking about pre-army <laughs> Elvis okay. all right if we're going to look at the the spectrum of Elvis pre-army Elvis when you see a picture of Elvis and you see him next to a normal person mm-hmm. It is just, it is unsettling. Or you see, or Marlon Brando. Okay, when you see yes. Marlon Brando in a streetcar named Desire, yep, and he's sweaty and in his tank top, it's like that. That man is too good looking. But Holly, this is where we realize that that is fleeting.
0: Is when we meet oh. Vegas Elvis and the Island of Doctor Moreau, Marlon it's, Brando. Exactly. Okay. That's when you go. Oh, okay. that's where like they had that fleeting moment of beauty and then they became just like us. Right. And that's what I love about people who are so like perfectly perfect. It's like we need to appreciate that while we have it. Yeah. But doesn't it just like make you unsettled? Not at all. Not even a little bit. I feel so settled. Actually, I feel more centered than I ever have when I think about now. Listen, I know. Listen. I know I've talked about this before. I promise I won't go on and on. I'm mildly obsessed with Turkish romantic comedies. Okay. Yeah. But the people on there are too hot. They're, All of them. Um, All of them. This is why I watch them. If you want to like just immerse yourself in a beautiful life full of beautiful people, full of shirtless men, and, and just like gratuitous ab shots, because in Turkey, okay, here's my little, this is my cultural, uh, educational moment in Turkey, they're not allowed. They're not allowed to show kissing on television. They do it, but they get fined for it. So every time they kiss it is, you know, they're paying for it. And that means that you have to live in the tension of people, not kissing a lot. And the way that they allow you to live in that tension is to show you a lot of uh, abs, a lot of very sculpted shoulders it's a very sexy experience. And it's that like sexual tension that keeps you engaged because each episode is two hours long. Anyway, there's this one actor, and this this blows my mind. His name is John Yaman. And he is famous in Turkey and in Italy. But if he walked through the mall of America, we would have no idea who he is.
2: Yeah, but like, he would be so hot it would make me uncomfortable. No, I'd be like, Who is that no, hot guy? Yeah.
0: You'd be like, that man should be an actor.
2: <laughs> And he's so hot. I'm going to have to go to the other side of the food court because I feel uncomfortable because it's too attractive. Oh, too attractive. And
0: by the way, for those of you who are trying furiously to Google John Yaman to see who I'm talking about, his first name is spelled C-A-N and his last name is spelled Y-A-M-A-N. John Yaman. And he is...
2: Chef's kiss. Again, he's too hot. No, he's no, I'm not hot. hearing it. You know he's what? I really hot. wish Bradley were like, here to help adjudicate no, this. No, because it's like him. <laughs> I can think of another actor, Heretic Roshan. He's a Bollywood superstar. He's too hot. No, how can that person be that hot? Okay. Anyways, we gotta people, go. People, if you have displeasure, we, at, uh, we never do.
0: If you are feeling displeased by Holly's position that there are people that are too hot, please feel free to tweet us. Uh, I'm at my talk, Colleen. Holly's at holly d roberts makes me uncomfortable i don't know what you're talking about when we come back on the colleen and bradley show uh we got to get the cobra gang together Mm, this is a mystery and we're gonna maybe not solve it but we're gonna give you something to think about after this on my talk 107.1 oh we have a mystery to solve on the colleen and bradley show my talk 107.1 streaming live at my talk com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly and I are here. And, uh you know, we're going to get the Cobra Gang together.
1: Whenever there's trouble, we a the double. We're the Cobra Pobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang.
2: The Cobra Gang has to solve this afternoon. Why the heck are we talking about Katie Couric's dress? Okay, so first of all,
0: I just want everybody to know, in the interest of full disclosure, we've already solved this mystery.
2: Oh, yeah. So we're going to walk everyone through this. Yeah. So Katie Couric, journalist, noted host of The Today Show, former host of The Today Show, journalistic gal about town she's on social media she has an Instagram account mm-hmm. and over on her Instagram stories she's been chronicling her daughter's wedding and she's the proud mom that she is she's been sharing photos and and giving details about the ceremony and it was all quite lovely I don't follow Katie Curry. I don't on either you know and actually I'm glad that you just said that because I was gonna
0: say I don't I didn't know any of this I have not paid any attention to the wonderful Katie Couric for quite some time. Oh. Um, and that's why
2: I think it's interesting, first of all, by the way, where are we Where are we seeing this article? Well, we're seeing it on People.com, and we're also seeing this on page six. Yeah, ooh, .com. So, interesting. So this is getting coverage from People.com and the New York Post, and it's specifically about the same aspect of this story the one angle on this story it's not like katie couric shows off daughter's wedding in maine or she remembers her late husband and pays tribute to him at daughter's wedding ceremony i mean there are a lot of different angles you could take with this story no 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 the one angle that both these publications are saying katie couric shows off mother of the bride dress she wore to daughter ellie's wedding it has pockets
0: Okay, well, first of all, listen, we all can relate to the fact that it is exciting when you have a dress with pockets.
2: Not shaming the fact that this dress <laughs> no. has pockets. And it's a gorgeous dress. Very relatable that this dress has pockets and that she's showing off her look. Yes. But deep within this Instagram story post, because this isn't even a... um this is in her Instagram story. And so Instagram stories expire after 24 hours. Yep. Mm-hmm. So these stories are both based off of one screenshot of an Instagram story that Katie Couric posted of the dress. She said, It has pockets. And then she said, M O B, baby, mother of the bride. Mother of the bride. Then she also captioned the she photo. She wasn't announcing that she's joining the mob. Yeah, Well, that's kind of how I read it. And I was like, mob baby. <laughs> I'm like, if there is something about Katie Couric's past that we don't know? No. So she's no. the mother, mother of, the of the bride. A huge thanks to Georgina Chapman Marquesa and her wonderful team oh. for making this dress for me. I heart it. Georgina Chapman. Yeah. Georgina Chapman, you don't hmm, say hold so. Hold on, let me
0: reach hmm. back into the
2: recesses of my memory. Let's do that, because the People.com story wants you to know that she gave a shout-out, a huge thank you to Georgina Chapman Marquesa and her wonderful team for making the dress for me. So that's the sub-headline on the People.com story. Hmm. Now, Colleen, mm-hmm. you're you're having a moment. Why is the name yeah. Georgina Chapman Marquesa ringing a bell for you because Georgina
0: Chapman of uh, the design label Marquesa is the I don't even know if she's the former wife or estranged maybe I don't know if they are divorced uh, of Harvey Weinstein
2: yeah and they are divorced okay in 2018 I, they got okay. a divorce I checked Harvey Weinstein's wiki apparently that happened real quickly that happened real quick yeah because yeah. she
0: was like deuces you're disgusting
2: uh huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. And it's the same exact story on page six, talking about the fact that she's giving Georgina Chapman at Marquesa a shout out for making her mother of the bride dress.
0: So this is kind of interesting because, um, I don't know. I guess I wondered when the news started to come out about Harvey Weinstein and mm. we learned about. Uh, because I don't think I paid attention to him at all before we started to hear about the allegations against him that he's currently serving time for.
1: Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never-done-that-can't-wait-to-do-it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships
2: Registry Bahamas. Yeah, he was very much an inside baseball Hollywood name. Right.
0: So I didn't know that he who he was really or that he was married to Georgina Chapman or what Marquesa was. But as soon as you started to hear about Harvey Weinstein and, uh, you know, the things that he was doing to young actresses in Hollywood, you also heard the name Georgina Chapman and you also heard the name Marquesa. And I wondered If there was any way to separate those two.
2: Sure. Well, and it would would have been really hard because the rumor was is that Harvey Weinstein bullied his female leads to wear Marquesa on the red carpet as Mm -hmm. a favor. So was it so then it got muddled like, well, okay. so do people legitimately like Georgina Chapman's designs or have they been pressured into wearing these designs on the red carpet and then it kind of perpetuates itself from there. Ugh. So it's like a chicken and egg thing. But it's fascinating. So, you know, the mystery, solving this mystery, these stories This story is not about Katie Couric. No, it's not at all. This story isn't about Katie Couric because this could have gone and came and went and we wouldn't have even noticed. Mm -mm. No, this story, the reason we're paying attention to Katie Couric's dress is because it was designed by Georgina Chapman Mm -hmm. and she's trying to bring Marquesa back Mm -hmm. and trying to do it in a positive light. She's designing a mother of the bride dress. It has pockets. How lovely is that? So
0: what's interesting about this is what we know about People Magazine is whenever uh, something shows up in People Magazine, usually the call is coming from inside the house. Exactly. Meaning a publicist has reached out to People Magazine directly and said, I got a story for you here. Here you go, kids. It has pockets. Uh, This dress has pockets. (laughs) Now, when you at first blush, you read that story. And this is, I think, where we're going with this Cobra gang situation. And you might think, oh, Katie Couric wants to promote the fact that her daughter got married. Nay. Likely that press release came from
2: Georgina Chapman and Marquesa and not a word about Harvey Weinstein whatsoever. Interesting. None. They hmm. don't. Yeah. Moving
0: on. Literally, we're moving on. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have got some celebrities behaving badly for you. We call them D-bags, and we're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you, and we.
2: you there holly yeah i had to turn there's a lot of things there's a a lot lot of moving
0: parts parts on the colleen and bradley show you guys have no idea we make it look so easy uh we have a name for these celebrities (laughs) behaving badly and that name is
2: douchebag presenting lord and lady douchebag of the day
0: who's your d-bag bradley that's holly Mm mm-hmm Sometimes you go on autopilot. Sorry about it. I know. It's hard sometimes. You don't even look anything like Bradley. It's true. For the record.
2: Yeah. Uh Megan Fox is my d bag Colleen today. Yeah. Yeah. Because you mean yes, Megan Fox.
0: Sorry. Did I, I say it? No, you said ah! Megan Fox. I thought I thought it was wrong. For those of you who are like, what are they, what are Sorry. they bellyaching about? No, no, you were right. Her name Mm. is Megan Fox. Yeah, it is. She's dating Machine Gun Kelly, and we accidentally always call her Megan Kelly, which is a different person. Yeah. But it's Megan Fox. Megan Fox. I'm here. We want to
2: talk about that. person. We want to talk about Megan Fox. She's doing press for Midnight in the Switchgrass, which which is her new movie that's coming out. I think it's coming out later this month. Well, she's doing a new interview with InStyle Magazine, and... I'm taking beef with what she had to say about people criticizing her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. This is what she had to say. The fact that he's four years younger than me and people want to act like I'm dating a younger man. He's 31 and I'm 35. Granted, he's lived like he's 19 his old life, but he isn't 19. She also blamed that on the patriarchy, that kind of criticism. And I suppose I was like, well, that's interesting news to me i don't think anyone cared i'm in it I'm that, gonna... that she's 35 and he's 31 this is the first time that i heard about anyone even having beef with their age difference also i'm going to confess something and i followed this
0: couple because of a, what we do for a living yeah it's our job i never knew that he was older than she or she was older than he was. I never even knew that. Didn't even know. I didn't care. I wasn't paying attention. Um, The things that I focus on about their relationship has more to do with the way, the thirsty way they present themselves.
2: Well, that's what I'm paying attention to. Because you're forcing us to pay attention yeah. to it. When you show up on the red carpet of the Billboard Music Awards with Machine Gun Kelly's tongue painted black. Right. And the crotch grabbing and, yes. the, and the long nails yes. and the, all that stuff. That is attention seeking behavior. Yes. And that's what we're paying attention to. Yes. Is it by design. That's what we're talking about. Never once in my mind did it did it occur to me that we would be criticizing their four year age difference to
0: people in their 30s okay so this to me smells like somebody because they're a publishing right right and we are re- we are enrolled in pu mm-hmm. Publationship university pu smell it <coughs> and what i'm smelling in this story is somebody who is trying to keep the controversy alive ah, and is mm-hmm. inventing the controversy as it means, because uh, Midnight in the Switchgrass, is that what it's called? Yes. That is the movie that stars the two of them. Exactly. That's where, where they, they met. met. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, it's so obvious. This is like all about trying to keep those headlines coming.
2: Yeah. And there's a headline because she was saying that the criticism was rooted in patriarchy. Now, there are a lot of aspects of Megan Fox's career that she could be critical of the patriarchy Uh and where she could really stick it to the man, so to speak, in the way that she was treated back in the day, being dismissed from the Transformer movie franchise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in this case, it's nobody was you no. you're making something up yeah. Like we're just like why are you licking his tongue and why are you with the crotch no that's grabbing. what we're
0: focusing on the things that you keep on putting out to make us focus on you the yeah. attention seeking behaviors are what we're focusing on and this to me just feels like another new attention seeking behavior
2: right and it's fascinating too. the attention seeking behavior that they're participating in on the red carpet because there's this aura that what they're doing is edgy and rock and roll and all of these things that that like what what is edgy in 2021 what is rock and roll like what are those concepts and what okay. are you trying to achieve uh, If you're
0: asking me i would say what is edgy is staying at home in your sweatpants and watching turkish rom-coms and um And what is rock and roll Mm -hmm. is exactly the same thing.
2: So Colleen is (laughs) very punk. Yeah. Thank you. you. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, what are you actually trying to achieve with that kind of behavior other than just get attention? Because those kinds of concepts being like rebellious or punk rock or rock and roll or all that kind of stuff. I mean, that that is a conversation for another time because... So is the end of my D-bag for okay, Megan thank Fox you. today. Now, thank Colleen, you. Mm-hmm. who is your D-bag? Victoria's Secret.
0: Victoria's Secret. Okay. Victoria's Secret is. Okay, let me just bring everybody up to speed. Victoria's Secret finally, finally, in the year 2021, decided to take some inventory of the messaging that they put out around women and um, women's bodies. And they've tried to change now their branding. We just talked about this a couple, like a week ago, I think maybe two weeks ago, how they're changing Victoria's Secret is changing their branding. They've brought on kind of a new panel to help advance their body positivity. Uh, their new, that's their new leaf that they're turning over, trying to engage in a more body positive. Uh, message right Mm -hmm. when they were extremely non-body positive in the past extremely and that is why they're my Mm d-bag and that is why i actually find the timing of this to be very interesting bridget malcolm which is a form she's a former um victoria's secret angel by the way remember the victoria's secret fashion show that featured the angels that was not for women (laughs) just in case anybody was wondering. Yeah, I
2: don't even know if it was for humans, but you know. Yeah. Okay. There were
0: some people, I think, who got way into that. Well, Victoria's Secret model Bridget Malcolm has opened up about how her modeling agency... And by the way, I I need to issue, and I should probably do this far more than I do, I need to issue a trigger warning on this because it has to do with... um, It has to do with eating disorders. It has to do with uh, mental health disorders and it has to do with drug use. Mm -hmm. So that is um, my trigger warning for this story. Bridget Malcolm is being very open about the fact that her modeling agency, uh, when she signed on, when she was younger than 18, so she was not even yet a legal adult, Mm -hmm. which I would argue Yes, you become a legal adult at the age of 18, but your brain does not function as an adult for years after. Yeah. So you are still at an impressionable age. Right. Um, She talks about how her modeling agency uh, gave her some interesting commands to help her help her continue to have the right kind of body for the Victoria's Secret model. She says that she was told to do cocaine uh-huh. And to uh, engage in a lot of sexual activity so that she could lose weight. I know your face is
2: I'm trying to do the math on uh-huh. that but it just l adds up to no right exactly um (laughs) she as a result of this
0: all of this um all of these suggestions to her these commands by her modeling agency as a victoria's secret model um she developed some serious issues including but not limited to uh anxiety an eating disorder ptsd um etc a drug problem um she's now in recovery. She's pushing for a change in the industry. This is all good. She's using all of this for good, but I would just, I, I just want to, the reason I brought this as my D bag is because while we are like celebrating the fact that Victoria's secret is coming around to this new era, let us not forget that they have done damage to people. And I don't just mean the models who worked for them. mm mm-hmm. I mean, society, right? In terms of how they defined the female form to 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 average people out in the world,
2: yeah, that does damage. That messaging has done damage. Yeah, it's a very specific aesthetic. Yeah, controlled by. Not a lot of individuals. Yeah. And then that was pushed out as the beauty ideal. Right. And that if you could not achieve that, then who were you? And if you could not wear our lingerie, Victoria's Secret lingerie, then you're not sexy. You're not beautiful. You are not of value in this culture. Right. Right.
0: So that in case you're wondering, whatever happened to Bridget Malcolm, she actually ended up having um a lot of anxiety disorders as a result of this. And she had to, she had to pull herself out of modeling like permanently Mm -hmm. because so much damage had been done to her. Um, This kind of came to a head about four years ago. And so she's been working on her own recovery. And part of her recovery is opening up and talking about what she, how she suffered um, as a result of the way her modeling agency dealt with her while she was working as a Victoria's secret model.
2: Well, I'm glad that she's opening up about it, because if Bridget Malcolm has this story about working for Victoria's Secret, then this would not be an isolated incident. You know, the way she said that the chief marketing officer, the former chief marketing officer of Victoria's Secret, he was a nasty guy and rejected her because her body didn't look good enough. Now, Mm -hmm. him. In coordination with other individuals, created that aesthetic. And then I always go back to my conspiracy theory that this was the the Victoria's Secret. Oh yeah. Yeah. The idea of beauty made by Victoria's Secret, you know, it's linked back to like Les Wexner.
0: Right. Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. It's all connected. People, it's
2: all connected. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I know some people, and I even think Bridget Malcolm was criticizing Victoria's Secret for being performative in their evolution of their brand. Yeah. However, I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt and that they're moving on and they're reading the room yeah, and they're seeing what resonates, what actually resonates with people and they're trying to meet the need. Of people who, you know, potential customers.
0: And I will say, I'm with you, Holly, on that. I think time will tell if they're able to right the ship. Yeah. But I don't no, no, think no. that we can put to bed the fact that they did so much damage yeah. in the process. Yeah. Uh, you know, onward and upward. And we will see what happens next for Victoria's Secret. But we we have our eye on you because we've heard now and we know. Mm. We, when you know better, you do better, said Oprah via Maya Angelou. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, can we just have a conversation about TikTok dances? I have to tell you a story about a video that came out of Addison Ray. She's one of these famous TikTokers dancing in public. And I just feel like it typifies the last two years. And we'll talk about it. And then I just need to just like process some stuff around TikTok dances. She's doing the Charleston, right? No, that's cute. After this on my talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Oh,
2: uh, yes. Hello, fellow kids. No. Well, how do you do, fellow
0: children? I believe that there will be a theme to this show uh, because we, in the first hour, uh, played a popular song that has been updated to vax that thing up. Oh yeah, please. And we do. probably sounded very old and lame. Mm-hmm. And in this, uh, in this segment, we are going to sound old because we're talking about TikTok. Yeah! <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. Th- this video has gone viral. It is a behind-the-scenes video of Addison Ray filming a TikTok dance in a restaurant. Okay. So, for those of you who are like, I understood restaurants.
2: <laughs> now, Addison Ray is a human, and I understand yep. that. And she is very popular on TikTok. These kids these days, they love the Addison Ray. Also, Addison Ray, I believe at one point. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So. In time was hanging out a lot with Courtney Kardashian. Still is. And still is. Yep. So she's kind of adjacent to the Kardashian Jenner space-time continuum. Correct. So I know that.
0: Okay, so yeah, she's a big deal on the TikTok. And the TikTok, for those of you who don't know, I can't even explain TikTok. If you don't, you're lost if you don't know that. And I apologize. Just it's a video you'll app. You'll be okay. It's a
2: video app. Thanks, and, Holly. Yeah. And, and people like to make funny videos on yes, it. Yes, they do. And, and, uh, and a lot of other different kinds of videos. And there's a very specific style two
0: TikTok dances. It, there's a very specific style to them. They are usually things that many people can do, right? And so kids with TikTok accounts can mimic these dances. And Addison Ray is, um an, oh, try, I can't even get started, because she's been brought up under fire because she has stolen and appropriated some of the movement from other TikTok artists and dance artists, et cetera. Yeah. And there was some kerfuff about that. hmm but that's not what this is all about. This is about this viral video of, that somebody took of her filming her TikTok dance out in a restaurant. And when the camera pans out, what you see, to me, to me, is the most relatable thing for 2020 and 21. And that is you see a guy sitting maybe three feet from her at a cafe table with his computer open while he's trying to work. And this is what I relate to as a mother, as somebody who has spent the last year at home with your kids. Your office has become wherever you can find an office. Yeah, you got to improv. And your kids are doing TikTok videos three feet from you. And you're like, get
2: your arm out of the way.
0: But here's the, so anyway, if you find this video, it's hilarious. It's very awkward. She's super into it. Like she's super into her dance. And tick and doing whatever she does. And the guy is just like click clacking away on his laptop, like pretending like she's not even there. Oh,
2: yeah. This is a whole echelon of celebrity, a whole subgenre of celebrity TikTok tock people that that is there is just it, I'm like, how am I going to get to know these people? And then at a certain point, I have decided that I'm only going to know them on the periphery. Yeah. people like Addison Rae, I know her name.
1: But, but, see, I, w- but I wouldn't
2: know her if she- if I would have been that dude in the restaurant, I would have been like, well, OK, so here's this person dancing. Obviously, they're doing it for the gram. They're doing it for TikTok." Right. I mean, I have seen people performing dances and doing things on the beach and filming it. Yes. It's like, OK, yeah, I understand that this is the world we live in. But let's also just talk about because listen, I've been on this earth
0: long enough to know how this goes because we've watched this happen we watched it happen with vine do you remember vine yeah tiktok is like the new vine yes vine was that thing where it was like 30 second or it wasn't even 30 seconds it was like five second snippets maybe I mean, I I, like eight maybe, I, I mean it was brief it was literally brief and so was vine like yeah. vine was brief but there were people who were vine celebrities But then when the platform changed, because we are in an ever changing uh, culture and we go through things very fast, those celebrities didn't know what the next vine was going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know how to amplify their celebrity in another platform. Yeah. And I don't I mean, TikTok has been around for a hot minute, but I don't I wonder what's going to happen to the TikTok celebrities. Well, when TikTok changes or when our focus changes to different social media.
2: Oh, sure. You know, most people probably are not going to survive that evolution. Uh, those who have professional guidance mm-hmm. and mentorship and agents and managers and all of those people, just like, you know, old fashioned celebrities have a cavalcade of people helping them navigate their careers. Yep. You know, unless you have that in place, and Addison Ray is a person who obviously is looking to position herself in that way, and she probably does have a cavalcade of support helping her transition through, you know, if TikTok, if the platform goes away, then what the heck are you going to do? Where are you going
0: to go next? Yeah, you
2: know, you brought up Vine, Colleen, and I. it reminds me of this woman, Brittany Furlon. She's married to Tommy Lee now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And she started on Vine. Yep. And then Vine went away. Yes. And there's a documentary, I think it's called The American Meme on Netflix, and it follows her and what happened to her when Vine went away. Now, she was able to transition uh, to a certain degree on other social media Does she platforms. TikTok now? She probably does. Because to even, me, TikTok feels the closest to Vine. Yes. I, I bet she does. Yeah. I don't... I had to I had that. I had that. But then I decided to delete it, yeah. and then I haven't gone back well, to it. Well, this is where I'm out
0: of my depth. Like, I will be... I will be upfront and honest about it. I am out of my depth when it comes to understanding TikTok. I have three children who are uh, active at various levels on the TikTok. Yeah. Um, And I... There are these dances that the TikTok dancers do are designed for people to be able to mimic them and do them. And um, they and they do. They pick them up like super easily. And I, I'm like, my brain is trying to figure out, like, do we do? Do we always use the same song to do this? These dances and also these dances, by the way. Have totally taken the place of the Fortnite dances, which that was the thing that irritated me about two years ago, maybe three years ago.
2: <laughs> Get off Colleen's lawn. No, but truly, it was
0: you'd be talking to the kids, these kids these days. By the way, in full disclosure, my 14 year old is literally sitting three feet from me. Hey! Uh, and he's, <laughs> Maybe he's rolled his eyes seven times. Great, but it, it used to be you'd be sitting there trying to talk to them about like, go clean your room, and they'd be flossing. Or oh, what sure. was this one called, Ollie? What's the Welling's
2: what, just moving her hands back and forth? Right what's now. It, what was that dance called? There was a dance where, like, but they do these dances. And, and so that was based on the game Fortnite. Yes. And then you would make your characters do the dance, and then the dances transitioned into the real world. The real people doing do, it, yeah. right? And so
0: then, then TikTok showed up and started doing these more complicated dances. And now you'll be trying to talk to your kids, and they're doing like a full, well, I yeah, don't even know. it's a lot of like
2: hand gestures and kind of do it like wiggling of the spine kind of thing because you got to stay within the frame, right? right. Yes. So, so you're talking digitally. To the camera, mm-hmm. and you can't go outside of that. It's not a lot of fancy footwork. No. But it's a lot of like hand gestures and other things. I mean, it, you know, it's the same as it ever was, Colleen, because this reminds me of my friends and I trying to learn dances from music videos. For sure. It's the same. It's like, yes. a, it is a variation on a theme.
0: Absolutely. We all did it, but you're right. It is a variation on a theme. And how old do we sound right now, Ollie? Ancient?
2: He says, oh, whatever. whatever your age is, okay, so 44. That, that was, we sound 44. I'm not that
0: aged. Okay, I sound 44. Okay. Holly sounds younger. Thanks. <laughs> to my 14-year-old. Hey, fellow kids. Hey, How do you in, do? This, in this vein, let's keep up with this. Uh, what is the thing that the kids do that you just do not understand? There's something that happened in the hallways at Hubbard yesterday uh, that made us realize we're too old to understand these kids these days. 651, 641, 1071. What do the kids do that you absolutely don't understand?